Hey everyone, welcome to a Single Tree Podcast, episode number 17. We're back. Good morning. Where have we been? We've been relaxing and <laughs> contemplating and on vacation and recharging and interesting. Getting ready to gearing up. Gearing up for more <clears throat> after birthing 16 podcast. Birthing. Did it feel like birthing to you? A good birthing. <laughs> if there it's is good. one. Birthing is good and bad. Right. I've watched it. It's <laughs> it's painful. <laughs> and something good comes out of it and it's painful. Right. Yeah. This was, I'm sure, much less painful. But <laughs> this was much less painful. Yeah. But, but ready to be no back. Doubt. Exactly. You're ready to be back. That's yeah. good. It's interesting. You you bring up contemplation, you know, like that uh, moving back away from something or just moving backwards almost. That's what contemplation feels like sometimes. And, mm-hmm. um, but it's so necessary to be able to recharge and then charge forward again. For sure. That's something I've learned about myself is yes that's something that I benefit from often so mm-hmm. it was time and um, mm-hmm. before you birth something you have to really get ready yeah for it gain some strength right mm-hmm. it's important yeah it's good to do it's really windy it is windy why is it so windy I don't know it's the something is Blowing in. Blowing in the summertime, I think. Yeah, blowing in the spring and summer. That's good. Yes, I'm ready. Because it was cold. Mm-hmm. And now it's going to get warmer. I'm all right with that. That's good. Today we're going to talk about self-worth and value, finding those things. It seems everyone's in search of those things or have some <clears throat> core struggle with finding a sense of value. You know, am I worth something? Do I mean something? Do I have a purpose, a place in the universe? And uh, so we're going to talk about that today. And the the normal, natural struggle, common struggle that everyone has with it. Um, I think a lot of times the the way that it comes upon us is through our guilt and our shame. Um, when we feel those things, it, uh, it, it leads us to, you know, start to ask the question, am I worth something? We, we all grow up with a, some programming, as we've talked about before, um, which is basically the things that are taught to us through our experiences uh, make us valuable. Mm-hmm. That's part of our programming, um, whether it's some moral code or mm-hmm. just, you know, what our, our families or other, other people have taught us is what makes us valuable or makes us good Hmm. as human beings. Um, These are social things that are taught to us. And so we, we, we come up with some idea of what it, what it means to be good, to be a good human being. Um, And we carry that around. It's hard to, it's hard to just get rid of that, discard it, you know? Um, And inevitably we encounter some guilt which is basically just the feeling of we didn't do the right thing or the good thing. 
Um, and that, you know, guilt and shame are, are then related. Guilt can quickly lead into a sense of shame, which is more of a feeling that I'm not okay or I am bad or mm-hmm. even I am worthless. Um, and so those are the things that really um, kind of come into, we, we come into those tensions, you know, which help us to start asking these questions of, am I okay? Which is extremely important for us to do. To be um, able to ask the questions? Absolutely. And if, you know, and if I, I, you know, I think you have, there's something there with what you're saying about guilt and shame being um, these emotional experiences that arise when that is being jeopardized or put into question. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that there's something to that when when our when our value or our worth is is being challenged, then we will usually what follows suit are you know is an experience of of shame and guilt mm-hmm. um which are really important things to pay attention to and grow our awareness of mm-hmm. um if we're not allowing ourselves to p- to pay attention to the presence of guilt and shame um in our consciousness then it's difficult for us to really go into and work with and examine these issues of of worth right does yeah. that does that make sense you know yeah, if i'm not definitely. really if i'm not really allowing myself to to experience or feel that guilt and shame and allow myself to really be with it and examine it then how how can i Mm-hmm. work with or challenge or uh, even even ask the question right exactly am I, mean, I worth something those things you know <clears throat> shame and guilt are in some way in a very real way they're actually really important for us so that we can ask mm-hmm. ask the question I think that can be a little bit difficult because we don't want to feel that, (laughs) right? We don't want to feel those experiences, right? And so when we don't really let ourselves feel that experience and identify what's going on, we can't ask the question. It's interesting. You know what I mean? And if we can't ask the question, then we can't... give ourselves the opportunity to maybe um, shed some of that programming that needs to be shed that was based off of where we got our worth. You know what I mean? Good, yeah. So guilt and shame could be helpful, actually, experiences to have and to enter to start to work out, am I worth something? So, yeah, well, I mean, absolutely. We're hardwired for it. Yes, apparently so, because I think everyone experiences guilt and shame. Sure, I mean, when you, to some degree, when you consider, you know, epigenetics and all of that. I mean, 
we're hardwired for it. And yeah, that's true. Somehow, somehow that's just kind of ingrained in the D- DNA of of humanity. I don't know why, but we're hardwired for it. And yes. So part of the way we come about the guilt and shame is just through this this programming that we have, right? Which says there are right things to do and there are wrong things to do. You know, um, any any moral code that says basically, you know, treat others like you would want to be treated, or you know, don't murder people. It, whatever your whatever your code is, mm-hmm. you know, about what it means to be a good person, um, is what actually brings about then the feeling of guilt mm-hmm. when you don't live up to it. You know, right. maybe you've never killed someone. Maybe you've only thought about it or, you know, felt like hurting someone um, because you're angry. <clears throat> Either way, you know, we come we come about guilt um, because we don't live up to the standards. But it seems like those some standard by which you can judge yourself <laughs> or you do end up judging yourself is necessary to have some kind of structure for early life anyway. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think, um, I think it's necessary to, to a point And I think it's necessary. It's a nece- seems like a necessary structure or process so that we can evolve, which mean, I think it's, it's necessary so that we can come through it and work through it and then shed it. If yes. that if that makes sense. Yes. That's its necessity is to be worked through so that it can be shed. Yeah. If that if yeah. that makes sense. Definitely makes sense. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, just how to shed it, why to shed it, what the function of that is. But the um you know, the standards themselves maybe are necessary to bring about the the guilt and maybe even the shame. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to have some kind of structure that um, even even divides <laughs> good from bad. You mm-hmm. know, as, as we've talked about before with, <clears throat> with dualistic thinking, is is you know, it's not something that you're going to be able to avoid. It's it's a necessary kind of um, early thing to to do you know construct to have um if only so that later you can shed that type of thinking right but um you know so we all learn early in in life that um there's some there are some standards for what it means to be a good human being and then inevitably in uh you know adolescence early adulthood we kind of discover we have this struggle with guilt or we have this struggle with shame. And we, you know, when we, when we do things wrong or realize that we don't live up to even our own standards of what it, what it means to be good. Um, then we, we quickly draw these conclusions that maybe I'm not good myself as a person, um, or I'm not okay. And it's not only our, our moral code. It's also like our ideal selves. It's our, archetypes that we um 
sort of internalized for ourselves and we and we measure ourselves against our ideal selves and say well I don't live up to that right and so it's another way that we can feel guilt it's another way that we can feel shame especially um, when we measure ourselves against those not just these moral codes right so it's another way we come about guilt and shame right just not being good enough yeah and <clears throat> you know just 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 like the tree i mean it it's it's one of its fundamental you know jobs is is to grow and and to have a larger context as it grows well humans humans are the same and and so you know when we allow ourselves to work with guilt and shame and confront that it it helps us grow into a larger context okay what's a larger context that you grow into well, I mean, let's let me see if I can think of an, an an example. Let's say that we have this concept or this idea of ourselves that, well, let's say the social programming of our family was that infidelity is bad, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, along with that, we have this uh, <clears throat> idea of ourselves that um, I would never be that person. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and so that's not only a, a a social value, but it's 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 one that we've internalized for our ideal self, right? right? That props us up and holds up this right. esteem that we have. That's mm -hmm. I have this idea of myself that I would never that I would never fall into infidelity, and so even that idea props up my sense of self and my esteem. Mm -hmm. Well. Let's say that that person that has that um, idea or value does fall into infidelity. Mm -hmm. Naturally, because we're hardwired for it, there's going to be this experience of guilt and shame, right? Mm -hmm. The guilt, not only like I broke a rule or I, or I did something bad, but shame in regards to because I broke the rule, because I broke that value, I am bad and I am worthless. Well, mm -hmm. if we allow ourselves to really work with that in depth, that can, and if we allow ourselves to go through that, it can allow us to have a larger context of ourselves if if we're willing to accept that i guess i guess i am the kind of person who mm. who could fall into mm -hmm. infidelity and that recontextualizes our sense of self and actually makes us can make us stronger because mm. we have mm -hmm. allowed ourselves to go through that guilt and shame and to acknowledge a hard reality that has gone against our values but through all of that hardship and mm -hmm. that acknowledgement it's 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 allowed us to acknowledge and embrace and work with this 
you can call it a flaw or darkness or just humanness or whatever. Mm -hmm. And out of that can grow a whole lot of self-love and self-compassion. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that then, then it's just, we're thrust into a larger context than where we were. Totally. If that makes sense. It does. So the larger context really is where you find what it really means to be valuable. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, the programming that we have that says, I'm not okay if I do that, if I, you know, um, commit infidelity, um, is actually not true. It's not a, that's not a way to make yourself valuable, to be perfect. Right. Right. And that's, you know, that's the eventuality. If you stay in this context where there's a certain, there are certain things that you can do that make you valuable. And there are certain other things that you can do that make you not valuable. Then you have to play by those rules. And if you play by the rules, well, every single time, then you win the game and you are valuable, which, you know, doesn't ever happen, <laughs> but, um, it's limited. Even if you did, it's limited and it's, ability to make you valuable right, right. It, in some ways you could view it as very mechanistic you know what I mean it's mm -hmm. it's like a a child going up to a vending machine and putting a quarter in and getting his Cheetos every time it's like yep. if you if you do the behavior right then I get the Cheetos which is just this emotional sense of I'm good right you know what I mean mm -hmm. and that's very that's very mechanistic. Yeah. And limited. Right. Limited and not, and not very satisfying, you know? It's it's true. But I think what you, you brought up a good point. It, what happens to that person who really allows themselves to process that shame and guilt and discover this self-love and self-compassion mm -hmm. does force them out of the illusion that they're only good or okay if they don't do this behavior and yep. imagine if we live go on through the arc of our lives allowing ourselves to enter into these yeah. situations where we thought well I'm not okay or good if I don't do this right and then time and time again that illusion is just shed on deeper and deeper levels eventually you you really start getting in touch with just your inherent worth and value right because you're shedding all of these yeah. ideas and illusions that i have to do this to to be valuable yeah i like how you said go through shame and guilt yeah right? yeah and earlier when we first started you said you know shame and guilt are painful experiences so people want to avoid them right I mean, that doesn't feel good to feel guilty and it doesn't feel good to feel ashamed or to have shame. Um, and so people want to do their best to like just kind of anesthetize themselves when they feel those things or just steer the other way, avoid them totally. Um, or, you know, they even do certain behaviors to sort of like neutralize those feelings. Um, but what you're saying is you have to go through them to get to the other side, basically, which we've talked about, you know, and with grief, we've talked about it with just 
all the emotional experiences that we have and and shame shame and guilt are no different in that we have to pass through them we can't go around them we can't pretend like they don't exist we can't steer the other way and avoid them every time i mean we do so to our own peril right um and so what what is that like and what's the function of just going into the guilt and shame i guess I think it's like honesty. I think it's like, I think it's like pain. I think it's, mm-hmm. um, I think it's like, you know, there's a grief. There's, I, I would say that there's probably an inherent grief experience that's yes happening. Definitely. In that, you know, there's, what's what's happening is that there's there's this tearing apart of mm-hmm. conceptualizations or or values or just this um, self that we've created so that we can feel good about ourselves and that's being torn up <clears throat> Gree- it's 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 like it's like guilt and shame or just this vehicle that we hop in to take us on the roller coaster of that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it's we're we're feeling a tearing and a ripping Mm -hmm. and that hurts yeah there's grief um because you you've you've lost your ideal self you you can no longer be your ideal self. When and, you, right. You've lost the safety in that, right? Yeah. And so there's there's grief about losing, you know, if you mess up, if you do something that goes against your code or your standard, then um, you have all of a sudden lost your ability to be your ideal self. You're no longer perfect. Right. You know, which nobody's perfect. Everybody knows that. It's It's ridiculous to think that you might be. Um, and yet, we all hold these ideal selves as ideal, mm-hmm. you know. And when and when we don't live up to them, we feel guilt, we feel shame. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of grief there. So, uh, but it's important to be able to enter that grief, to be able to enter um, the guilt, enter the shame. I talk with people a lot about um, just really getting to know their self hatred. Um, you know, I'll give give the assignment to people to, um, you know, write down all of the things that they hate about themselves, um, just because it's really important to understand, um, understand how the guilt and shame have entered your life, and because if you're going to actually find self love and self value it's going to be despite those things because you because you have some standard of what you believe um it takes to be a good human being whether that's you know morality or you know beauty or um you know performance some other performance that you you do to make yourself valuable and you know when you don't live up to that you're going to hate yourself mm-hmm. for it and you know I'd love to st- say that in a nicer way but that's exactly what it is it's yeah. self-hate um, and you need to understand it well to know 
to enter into the larger context that you're talking about, which is that there's something else that makes you valuable. It's not these standards. Mm-hmm. It's not um, being good enough. It's not being beautiful enough. It's not um, performing well enough, right? And we must pass through the self-hatred. We must pass through the grief. We must pass through the shame and guilt to get to the other side. It, yes. Larger context. Right. And there's there's a lot in that process. I mean, Carl Jung will talk about, you know, um, for, you know, for evolution to happen, for human evolution or just an individual evolution or consciousness to expand, there has to be this 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 willingness to examine mm. what he calls the shadow self. Right. And the task is to not only gain awareness, but to accept and mm. through that acceptance is integration of 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 this. Mm-hmm. And the shadow self. Right. Mm. And and this this self love. But there's I don't I don't think that we're taught that guilt and shame are actually opportunities for awareness. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um we're taught that um you know like there are sayings like, you know, what's what's the point of feeling guilty? What's it doing for you? Different things like that, which there's something to be said for that. You know, I, th- I think I understand what people mean right. by that, but I, that can also be taken, you know, too far. But e- either way, you know, guilt guilt and shame can be opportunities for, um, for awareness. And it, yes, this that's what it's all about is awareness, <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. And awareness isn't rainbows and cupcakes and cotton candy all of the time awareness is just right. awareness it's beyond good or bad mm-hmm. you know yeah awareness is just being aware to, and opening yeah. your eyes to be aware you have to really perceive both good and bad mm-hmm. um, and uh, and try to avoid assigning those values to to everything because then you'll avoid what is bad and, and sure it, move toward what is good which it's is like, it's like I'm sorry go ahead which works against awareness that's yeah. all I was going to say yeah it's like guilt and shame are the closest thing to like a physical manifestation of dualism okay you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah oh it's turned in on yourself sure it's the dualistic thinking turned turned on yourself mm-hmm so we can really learn a lot about and we can make huge strides as individuals or just humanity in in this realm of dualism if we're more and more willing to look at these experiences that were hardwired from essentially just from our ancestors it's you know sure. um of of guilt and shame they can really be teachers in dualism um so that you know i don't i don't know i can tend to be idealistic i wish we didn't have to have 
guilt and shame right to right. gain awareness and to grow context and to shed dualism i wish we didn't right but it seems that we do it, it seems it, a necessary um thing to pass through right it seems like that from an evolution standpoint that's just uh -huh. where humans are and that's what we need right to shed the dualism to shed the right. you know programming and self-hatred that was kind of just put in place from yeah our ancestors you know in some ways but yeah and it's good it can be okay it can be it's necessary um it doesn't have to be a dangerous thing like like you're saying you know it's important to engage with guilt and shame they can be our teachers they're what help us pass through right but we have to have a willingness to feel it and there are a lot of times when I'm working with people that um, they have a difficult time identifying what shame and guilt feels like inside. That they'll just say, "Well, I just feel like crap," or "I just, you know, I feel depressed," or "I feel bad." Well, okay, what, what, what is that? You know, what What are you really experiencing? Because yep. once I can help someone find a word for their experience, mm -hmm. that can be, that can be a really important step in helping them move, move through it. Yeah. Because otherwise it's just this abstract, I feel bad or, you know. Yeah. It, it, you know, a lot of times it is the guilt and shame. You know, sh you know, Brene Brown uh, talks about shame. You know, and and the fact that basically everyone experiences it, right? But it can just be this um, feeling of I don't feel good about myself, mm -hmm. or, or it's the grief that I ha I am not going to be my ideal self. You know, and letting letting go of that. And people don't like we like we talked about grief being this, um, <clears throat> or depression being this unresolved grief or these griefs that have piled up, you know, and that's a huge one, you know, realizing that you're not your ideal self, um, is something that just lives with people and it creates all of this, um, those bad feelings, the crappy feelings. And it can grow, it, you know, it's almost until you move through it, it's exactly. going to be there, you know? So let's talk about what it's like to, to move through it. I, I wanted to say too, um, you know, to to actually establish a sense of value in your life. You were talking about Jung and the shadow self and, and being able to like integrate that. Um, you, you know, there's there's kind of this positive thinking out there and, you know, people think, well, if I'm going to love myself or find myself valuable, find myself valuable or find value in myself, it's going to be because I just focus on all the good things about myself and tell myself those repeatedly and, and just remember them and focus only on the good. Um, but I think if you're actually going to think, if you're actually going to discover and reach and possess a sense of real value of yourself and real love for yourself, it's going to be despite your shortcomings. It's going to be um, despite the the darkness in you um, and it's going to be through and it's going to be in the things that you don't like about yourself it's going to be 
with your shadow self. You're going to have to accept the fact that there is that dark side to you. Um, because it's probably not going away, you know? What, what keeps some people from doing that and others from going into it directly? It's just the, it's just the ability to tolerate your shadow self. Like, like if your dualistic thinking, if your dualistic thinker is so strong that you, you, you know, you know, you demand perfection from yourself or you demand that that is the only way that you're going to become valuable, then you won't, you won't face and accept your shadow self. You know, so this dualistic thinking, I mean, is really important to get a hold of and really become aware of because it's always on, you know, which is propped up and energized largely by guilt and shame. Yeah. The dualistic thinking is it yeah. a lot energized by guilt and shame. <clears throat> For sure. Yeah. So um, you are going to have to be willing to accept both sides of yourself, the good and the bad, the the light side and the shadow side. Um, and, and, you know, moving into guilt and shame and moving through it um, is kind of the method. You, you have to go into the guilt and shame, even though it's something that all of us want to avoid. Um, get to know your self-hatred, get to know your shadow side. Um, and in doing so, you will move into a new context. So let's talk about what that context is like. Is there a way to describe that easily? Probably not easily. Well, I mean, first and foremost, you just have more awareness, right? Yeah. Which means that you can, that your, your eyes are open to more, which means that you can see more and you have more information. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, because out of your eyes being more open and out of being able to see more and to get more information across the board, right, mm -hmm. good and bad, then there's more potential for creativity. I just, you know, I once again, I just think it has so much to do with with honesty and compassion and humanness I mean I, I just think that's mm. what I just think that's what arises I mean if we go back to this example that I used um, earlier on in the podcast of, of the person who you know their identity and their uh, value was based off of um, not being someone who's um, fallen into infidelity and they have, and they've allowed themselves to go through the, you know, the kind of the guilt and the shame and into the other side where they can accept and love themselves. That illusion is stripped away. But at, at part of that illusion being stripped away is also just a recognition that, wow, I thought I was so different than mm -hmm. all of these other people mm. who did. And that that illusion of separateness mm -hmm. is mm. stripped away and so okay. it's 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 they've gone they've gone deeper into this reality and existence of i'm more like everyone else than mm. i thought mm -hmm. which 
breeds a humility. Wow, yeah, that's huge. You know what I mean? To to <clears throat> to be able to look at other people that you spent all of your life judging mm -hmm. and then one day really looking at those people and saying, I'm I'm no different than them mm. is I mean, it's great. If that's not humility and honesty and right, a step a step closer to humanness and and oneness, I don't I don't know what is right. You know. So yeah, that so maybe part of discovering your self value is in discovering that you're just like everyone else. Mm -hmm. It, hu humility might be a large part of finding a sense of value, realizing that you're no better than anyone else because of your standard or or your mm -hmm. striving to be whatever you imagine yourself to be or hope that you will be. Yeah, and it's a it's a gift that humility that we get, right? Which. I think real and good and, 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 and authentic humility is an expression of self-love and compassion. Mm. That that's a gift, that that can be a gift, that that can be an outcome of, by allowing ourselves mm -hmm. to go through this process of guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. That on the other end, we find this humility, this... Mm this unity this deeper compassion that that this previous concept that we had in place yeah you know was really blocking us from that's interesting so on the other side of the shame and guilt the the former side the first part of life where you basically try to make yourself valuable through your performance that's kind of a dog eat dog world, you know, and it's it's all based on the idea that if you can achieve whatever your goal is in your your standard, then you're better than other people, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, and when you encounter your own guilt and shame, that's such a it's such a gift because then that's what if you're if you're willing to engage it and move through it and really encounter it, then you will move through to the other side, which is the place where you find humility first, which people don't like uh, sometimes you find, but you'll also find unity with others and you'll find compassion, which is compassion for yourself and also compassion for others. Right. And those, and those are the things really that give us a sense of value rather and connection. than, yeah, in connection. So, um, I like that humility, unity, compassion. Those are the things that really are characteristic of what it means to be valuable, but they also are things that give us a sense of personal worth and value. Right. It comes full circle. Like you said, you know, our, our, we, we experience this, our worthiness in the context of, of relationship. And so, when we can really allow ourselves to confront these values or ideas or concepts that we have and <clears throat> understand that a lot of them are propped up by guilt and shame, 
-hmm. and understand that when we don't when we aren't able to prop up all of these things and allow ourselves to really go through guilt and shame that on the other on the other end of that comes this humility this compassion this unity that that creates an openness right and an availability in the context of relationships that we didn't have before. Okay, so it's important for us to become to become open. The the humility, the compassion, the the unity that we that we discover when we move into and through guilt and shame is where we discover real value and worth right which i which i think these 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 terms even just the idea of having value and worth is kind of this relational thing i mean what it means to have value to someone else or even value in the context of the universe and um and and worth you know means that um I am valuable to someone else or I'm valuable in this context, mm -hmm. you know, which means no matter who the viewer is, whether that's God or you or someone else, you know, it's having value, value to someone else or it's having value to just the, the whole universe, mm -hmm. basically, right? Do I, do I matter in the big scheme of things is the, is the question that we're right. all looking to answer. Right. And so it, it is, it, it almost, it almost seems, um, opposite to think that, that guilt and shame can actually create this openness to experience, a you know, that. Mm -hmm. that value mm -hmm. in the context of relationship but it seems that way it seems that it can well the nice thing that, that guilt and shame does for us is it destroys our ideas of being valuable just because we're so beautiful, wonderful able you know or we live up to whatever our code is you know which to even say those things like those things are <clears throat> they sound boring or they sound um, trivial mm -hmm. when we talk about, you know, these bigger ideas of humility, compassion, unity, like just to be valuable just because you're so good at something or you've done all the right things or because you've made yourself pretty. Sound That sounds really trivial. It sounds small. Yeah. I mean, when you, when I think about my favorite people to be around, mm-hmm the reason why I love being around them so much is just because of how my beingness interacts with their beingness. It has interesting, yeah. little to do with their ability to perform or, or, or be perfect. It's just how we be together. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which, mm -hmm. 
that's kind of what working with guilt and shame can kind of give us the opportunity to learn is it 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 strips us down to just a basic Mm. inherent beingness and Mm -hmm. finding our 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 value in that in Mm. context of others you know if i can just you and i like in our relationship we can just be Mm-hmm. Right, the value is is in the being. Mm-hmm. A lot of times in our relationship, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, if you're with if you're with people you you know who are kind of stuck on the other side of the guilt and shame, you know the the first side where you it's this contest to see who can perform and be the best and you know even like be the most morally upstanding person or, um, you know just just do all the right things like like you you are in competition you are in a competition mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and and it and those people sort of exude this you know demanding nature of themselves and demanding nature toward others and it makes you feel like you're not good enough a lot of times because you're in this you're locked in this like sense of competition but you know when people pass through and this is a fluid thing it's not like you do this once and then you're you're good to go and you don't worry you don't struggle with guilt and shame or whatever anymore but when the the people who have really discovered their own brokenness their own shadow shadow self and have been willing to engage with that and and try to accept it are the people who are humble and something about them you know just makes them easier to be around Mm -hmm. Um, because they don't have any illusions about themselves and they don't um, they're not always locked in this competition of trying to be good enough or better or, you know, that creates a lot of anxiety and ju- judgmentalism, really. Sure. And, you know, it's hard for us to be present when we have, when all of our energy is being directed towards maintaining and running these ideas of ourself or these you know um, values or beliefs to the highest degree when when we're when so much of our energy is is directed towards that we can't be mm-hmm. and then we you know we can't be open we can't receive and we really can't probably experience a deeper sense of value you know, when we're busy running all of these programs, you know, to excellence. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and uh, when you've sort of encountered your own guilt and shame in a real way and, and worked with that and moved through it, um, again, it's something that you do repeated on a repeated basis, maybe every day. Um, but you've come to some self-acceptance and it's a lot easier to just be present and just be when um, you've reached some level of self-acceptance mm-hmm. you know which takes again accepting your shadow self accepting your dark side yeah accepting your own brokenness so I think one of the most important things people that can one of the most important things that people can do if they're listening to this is 
first and foremost, just ask themselves what guilt and shame feels like and get real, real clear and real specific. Because I think if it's, if it just stays this abstract, like less conscious experience, then we, it's harder for us to put our hands on and really work with. So I would encourage people to, to just think specifically about what, what guilt and shame feels like in their body. How do they know when, when, when they're feeling that? Mm-hmm. And I would challenge them to, to think of it as, it's almost kind of like a, a reconditioning or, you know, um, a readjustment to your relationship with shame and guilt and look at it as, as an opportunity because they're, mm-hmm. they're opportunities for us to get awareness of some sort of construct that we have in place or some sort of program that we have in place that can be transcended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. help us be more aware. One of the ways I think people are experiencing guilt and shame a lot is, you know, that they maybe don't aren't aware of is they're just kind of their demandingness. Um, we tend to like, again, when we demand a lot of ourselves um, and have these high expectations that we're constantly failing uh, or feel like we're failing, um, just it just totally changes our outlook on the world, you know, and, and it's hard to be happy when you're not happy with yourself. So. Um, a lot of times, you know, when you're, when you're sort of experiencing guilt and shame and you don't know it, you are angry with other people around you. You are demanding on them. You're even demanding on the rest of life itself because, um, you feel so bad about yourself. Um, and so that, that, that can be part of the way that, um, you're, unhappiness with yourself or your or your lack of having a sense of value is uh is manif- manifesting itself on a daily basis and not even know you don't even know that it's happening no you're right we're just unconsciously projecting it onto mm-hmm. we're unconsciously projecting our own guilt and shame onto the world when we're unaware of it which yeah is just an expression of just it's transmitting pain instead of transforming it but right so you would become aware of how guilt and shame is functioning in your life, and then it's and then it's important to really engage with it and move through it, um, which is going to involve some pain and it's going to involve some grief for who you thought you were or who you hoped you would be, um, and you will have to get to this point where you can actually accept yourself with your dark side with the things that you hate about yourself, um, with the things that, um, you know, the places where you don't live up to whatever your standard was. And the goal of that is humility. The goal of that is humility. Like you said, um, it's to realize you really know better. You know, everyone has to do this work of accept, accepting themselves with their brokenness, with their weakness, with their, their darkness. Um, and that is what helps you move into a sense of value. You're uh, you're not valuable because you're better than other people. You're you're valuable because you belong with all of the other people. Mm. Um, 
And so there's unity and compassion there. And, and you know, I like the idea of, of compassion, you know, being self-compassion as well as compassion for others. Because when you're like everyone else, when you have this common experience, then it's easier to have compassion for them. And whatever compassion there is for them right. is also f there for you, right? So it's hard not to value yourself then mm -hmm. because the compassion is for everyone. Yeah. You know, it's, I've read, I've read Gandhi's biography and even mother's mother Teresa and they'll talk candidly about how they've explored these things in themselves and it that exploration that working through it has allowed them to be these loving beings mm. you know compassion toward others right yeah there's something about encountering your own guilt and shame that produces that because you realize you're no better right you can you can find compassion for others and in doing so you find it for yourself right it's interesting right because you're actually like maybe you have to accept others before you accept yourself but it basically happens at the same time right. you know because if you have if you find compassion for someone else despite what they've done or who they're not you know then you sort of have to apply the same thinking to yourself Sure, because then, then like on you know, kind of on a, on a larger context, it's it's just the it's just the self being compassionate to itself, you know, and mm -hmm. we're all individual manifestations of this larger self. It's just this, you know. Yeah, I like that. It's cool. So, that, are you happy with that? Laying out that process for people, maybe we can take it a little bit further yeah in future I, episodes yeah i think there's more more we can talk about i think um it'd be it'd be good to hear feedback from other people to see you know what yeah what things we can talk more specifically about um but yeah, yeah we i think we have we can talk more about it for sure great well hit us up on facebook on soundcloud a single tree podcast and we'll talk to you next time. And we time. have a website. Thanks for thanks for listening. We do have a website. Right. It is a single tree podcast.com. So you can find all the episodes there, a little bit more about us. And uh yeah. I hope you'll find us on one of those outlets. And um we look forward to talking to you with you again the next time. Thanks everybody. Thank you. <laughs>